0: Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and doctor of internal medicine, Dr. Franklin Wevald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-890-9783. And today's show is a periocardio
1: show. Absolutely. The teeth, the gums, and the heart. And the rest of your body too, and we
0: have a, enough time left in the show. We could get a podiatrist and a proctologist in here, uh, you know, before the end of the show. I don't know. Well,
1: I tell you, if we if we found, if we have a proctologist, we'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna have a good time today. Yes, we have talked about gum disease, and we have talked about the benefits of perio care. Yes, and we have one of the
0: best with us today. With us today is Macon Singletary. Uh, from North Raleigh Periodontics. You may have heard the commercials running on WPTF, uh, and the website is northraleighperio.com. When we heard your commercial while we were listening to this show in the studio, we said, this has got to happen. Yeah, We've got to cross, get, get you two in the same and, room. And you
1: know what else is great about that? What's I'm gonna, that? I'm going to learn something today. Okay. I mean, I know the basics. You know, fix your gums and you won't have as big a danger of heart disease. But but Macon, tell us about what it is you actually do in day to day things. What is the goal besides keeping your gums good, but what is your goal surgically? What is your goals, you know, what kind of medicines do you use? Tell us about the whole the whole shtick. We don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can reduce what they do. To 10 minutes. If you can't, then you're doing too much. (laughs) Oh, let me ask you. Yeah. What do you think causes gum disease? Well, let's see. I think it's probably poor care of the teeth and gums.
2: All right. So if I say, give me one word, what would you say? Uh, One word. Um, Bad. Floss. Very very simple. Floss. (laughs) No? No. What is it? Tell me.
1: I'm dying to hear. Plaque. Okay. So in other words, if you don't brush your teeth in the appropriate way and i've heard that there is a, a, a good way to brush your teeth and a bad way to
2: brush your teeth and also isn't there a good way to brush your gums well the most important thing is physically removing the plaque okay and i tell you the truth i don't care how you do it it's just doing it i mean there are a lot of Well, ways... i brush so bad i had
1: receding gums okay. in certain parts of my um, teeth and my mother was Chinese,
2: and I hear that Asians—is this not true? Have a higher incidence of gum disease. Is that right? It, it's the number one health problem in the world. Yeah, it's the number one cause of tooth loss in adults. It can be life threatening. Everybody's got gum disease sometime in our life. Everybody's uh, got bacteria yeah, in their mouth. I think
1: so. I mean, I've had I- irritation there.
2: So it's bacterial in nature.
1: The plaque Pla- allows bacteria to grow.
2: Plaque is a colony of bacteria. In fact, a little bit of trivia. Okay, you know what the we the trivia. You know what the first bacteria ever seen by human eyes was? So, uh, sort of
1: obvious. <laughs> <laughs> plaque bacteria. Antoine
2: Llewellyn Howe could discover the microscope in the early 1600s, yeah. Scraped some white stuff off his teeth, put it on a glass plate, suck it under the microscope he invented. He called them little animalcules, are wiggling uh-huh. all over the place. Those are
1: strep, right? Most S- of them?
2: Strep mutans, that's the early plaque growth. Uh-huh. After about 24 hours, the bad guys grow. That's why I tell my patients, clean uh-huh. your teeth real good once a day, not twice a day. Yeah, let me finish because my yeah. patients, yeah, yeah, yeah. my patients will say, You mean just once a day? Once a day, good, but every time you eat, the number of bacteria grows exponentially for 30 wow. minutes. Uh huh. You do it after you eat. If you scrub technique, good. Or if you can't scrub, brush or rinse. Okay. What is
1: a good rinse?
2: Salt water. Wow. Yeah. So you don't, have to have,
1: you don't have to have these special rinses, these fluoride things, these, you know... Uh, I, I
0: like I'm to, going to get
2: in trouble here. <laughs> I
0: like to rinse with Pepsi-Cola.
2: Yeah? Yeah, I do. I yeah. Do. yeah. Uh-huh. Is that I a like, dumb I'm idea? A, that's a pretty yeah. dumb idea. It's, well, either way, it's your teeth and the bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. So just salt water is all you need? Well, it, it's the physical removal. Okay. It's the physical removal of the bacteria. It's the bristle, of the brush, the thread, the floss... I'm from Durham, I use toothpicks, but you've got to put it in a handle, you know, and call yeah. it a periodontal aid. But the physical removal of the bacteria, and uh-huh. really, uh, when you do it and how you do it, it's important to do it once a day, real well, brush you out after eat, brush your tongue once a day, because the bacteria hits your tongue, goes from there to your teeth. And what is the best kind of toothbrush? Are these
1: electronic things? I mean, I use this. Oral-B, and I'm not shilling for Oral-B, oral B, but I, I think it's great. It makes my teeth cleaner. Is that not true?
2: Whatever is comfortable for you. What I look at when my patients come in is, where are they missing? You know, I look at manual dexterity. I try to keep it simple. I believe in the KISS principle. Keep it simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a physical removal, soft bristle brush, ultra soft brush, and then how you angle the brush. when you. Okay. Now, what happens when the gums are chronically diseased? How do you treat that? tell us the first steps all the way to the end okay so it's the um, above the gum tissue somebody got their phd to figure out that the normal depth between the tooth and the gum is zero to three millimeters that's tiny yep and when you brush floss rinse whatever you do to clean your teeth you can clean zero to three anything deeper than three we call it a pocket that's where i work now the patient's above the gum and i'm below the gum right So the physical removal above the gum, once every 24 hours, you're manipulating the bacteria to the point that it's not pathogenic. If you let it go for more than 24 hours, the bad guys grow. The thicker the plaque, the more disease-causing the bacteria. So it's the physical removal. Uh, We show them how to do above the gum. When we go below the gum, the first phase is a real conservative way of doing it. It's called deep cleaning, root planing. Normally, we numb it up and go under the gum and scale the root. When you say root planing, it's like planing a board. You're playing the root and you're trying to get the dead bacteria off the You got the plaque, and once it dies, you're calculus. And the cell wall, of the bacteria is what you have an immune response to, as well as the live bacteria. Right. So both have to be removed. Is,
0: okay. there, is there any benefit to uh, the products that taste awful, the mouthwashes? Right.
1: That's what I want to know. I mean, I I have had patients, they come in with their big bag of
2: pills, and they're on something called Paradex. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us about that. Paradex is chlorhexidine gluconate. Uh-huh. Uh It's a great rinse. It kills bacteria. It also is an antifungal. Uh, it binds to the tissue uh, and has lasting effect. That's why it's a great rinse. The problem with Paradex, it stains plaque like a tea stain. So we live in a aesthetically conscious world. So. Mm-hmm. Stained teeth is not good, but it's a great rinse. What color will it stain your teeth? Like a tea stain.
1: Like ah, a, yeah. yeah, yeah. I okay. don't like that.
2: So that's the reason why we
1: don't all do it. Is no. that correct? No. no now, what no. about these? You know, I, the the thing that I was told a long time ago is that Listerine is good. Is yep. that not good?
2: Listerine's good. It's a okay. good. It's one of the uh, better over-the-counter rinses. Okay. They're, is it the alcohol or is it some other? It's another um, product in it that uh-huh. kills the bacteria. Alcohol is as well, but I usually recommend non-alcoholic Listerine just because of I think it's better for the patient. But yeah. there there are other pro- Listerine <laughs> products that that are non-alcoholic that are just okay. as good at killing the bacteria. But again, you it's you get lulled onto a sense of well-being with the products. Uh, yes, they all have benefit. They so I don't don't recommend it. But the key is physically removing the bacteria. Okay. That's That's the important thing. All right. We should
0: mention that what you're listening to is a conversation between two healthcare professionals. I'm not jumping in here for very long. Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics and, of course, uh, Dr. Franklin Weefald on Heart Health News Radio 680 WPTF. Can we talk about the heart? Yeah. What's what's the connection here from the teeth to the heart? I'm going to let Macon explain that.
2: You go ahead. Sure. Well... After 24 hours, there's an immune response, a certain kind of bacteria that grows. The body reacts to it. It's an inflammatory response. And that inflammatory response, every time you chew, you have bacteria showers in the bloodstream. As well as these inflammatory mediators that are a result of your body reacting to the bacteria and trying to get rid of it. And they're the same mediators we see in people with strokes and aneurysm. Right. Cardiovascular
1: disease. So to make a long story short, your immune system is connected throughout your whole body. Exactly. So when, you, you know, the immune system are these little tiny cells, there's many types, and they try to kill off invaders. So if you have infection that's constant in your gums, the immune system is activated to Mm -hmm. try to kill off the space invaders, as we say. Did you ever play that game? Yes, I did. Anyway, so (laughs) they send signals out to other parts of your body. And so in the plaque that's in your teeth, there is also what we call plaque in the arteries that feed blood Mm -hmm. to your heart. And there are immune cells in there. So when that happens in your teeth and the signals go out, they're picked up in the heart. And it's like, hey, we got to be active, too. And so when those immune cells that are trying to remodel and remove the plaque inside the artery Mm -hmm. are activated, they actually produce substances that will make the plaque grow instead of shrink. And the other thing it'll do is soften up the plaque inside that's covered by a cap, break that cap, and cause a heart attack. So I think that cardiologists don't pay enough attention to periodontal teeth issues. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing you were talking about is when we chew, the bacteria get into our bloodstream no matter what we do. And if you have really bad teeth and don't know, remember we talked about the aortic valve replacements. Right. Most of the infectious valve problems that I've seen have been in people with bad teeth who didn't have their teeth taken care of before they had their aortic valve replacement. Now, most of the cardiac surgeons... I mean, 99% of them know that if yeah. you need your valve replaced, we're going to get your teeth fixed f- first. And the problem is, a lot of my patients who not had dental care when they were growing up mm-hmm. in, in the deep south, um, they have to have their teeth all pulled out. And it's really a shame. But... It gets their health situation better. Mm-hmm. You must get referrals from from cardiac surgeons.
2: I, I do, and, yeah. and sometimes it's to to clear the patient for certain surgeries, right? Like, even like with knee replacements and oh, so other doctors yeah. too orthopedists,
1: Orthopedics. yeah, exactly. That's great. Can you can you get them f- their teeth healthy and their gums healthy in time for surgery? Sure. How long does it take, for example? And it, tell us also about the surgery that you do. It's kind of neat.
2: Yeah, well, um, it takes about a couple of months, six to eight weeks, really, um, from start to finish to get somebody really uh, the inflammation reduced. But the technique, the key is to physically see the root. Anything greater than five millimeters, our ability to go below the gum um, is compromised to the point that we can't get that hard deposit off the calculus, which is – that's a lymphocytic response to that. Mm -hmm. And so we pull the gum away gently. There, the key is to detoxify the root surface. We have laser therapy now that's available to help us um, with the regeneration and removal of inflamed tissue, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know that aspect of getting the root clean completely enables when you put the gum back that the gum will reattach back to the root of the tooth. So you don't actually remove gum tissue. Not anymore. we used to. That was a surgical procedure. My mom had a lot of her gum tissue. Oh, yeah. We got a bad rap Uh in the old days because it was very painful post-surgically. But the surgeries today with trying to – minimally invasive techniques, we're trying to maintain all the gum tissue. The key is getting the root clean.
1: Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you for coming in. We've got to have him again. We've got to have him you know, I
1: mean, the, the, Love we this. haven't really touched on a lot of the issues. I think we've done if, the basics. But, hey, Macon, uh Yeah, Singletary.
0: Singletary. Dr. Macon, Terry of North Raleigh Periodontics. Thank you. Thank you. you and can... the website is North Raleigh P-E-R-I-O, dot com. Um, and the number, if you just want to write it down, 919 518 8222. Thank you. Thank you. I
1: appreciate it. Have a great day and a All great right, Easter. Is, you All too. Right. God uh, bless. Coming
0: up next, a patient of Dr. Weefald needs some extra help, and we are talking about sugar. Yeah, on this program. Hand me my Coca-Cola. Let's let's have some
1: before we talk about it.
0: During the break, I'm going to get a nice sugary Coke. Uh, That's all coming up. Answering your questions at this number, 919-860-9783 on Heart Health on WPTF. Now, back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefald on News Radio 680 WPTF. And again, it was good to hear from uh, uh, Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics on Heart Health, News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm not kidding. We should get more people in.
1: Yeah. Period. Cardio. All we got to do is ask. Procto. Yeah. Whatever. I
0: don't okay. want to hear about the connection there. But, yeah, you know, I know. That's right. That's true. You've got a patient, yeah. doctor, who is in need of something. I want to well, make clear that. Yeah, this is a rare occurrence yeah. that we're going to do something like this. Well, but it may not be me. rare.
1: Um, oh. I, I, for the medical board listening in, and, and I do have permission to discuss his case. Good, Gabriel Redmond, Smithfield Selma High School football player, big guy. Uh, he was a yeah. defensive lineman and collapsed to practice, and they sent him to me. I think he actually yeah. collapsed more than once, and. Um, when I looked at him, he looked healthy, as all get out. Really nice guy. Yeah. Um, very, very uh, quiet in some ways. Um, looking for a Division One scholarship to play football, and I thought yeah. that was wonderful. Well, to make a long story short, we did some studies, and one of the things you worry about when someone passes out is whether the electricity that controls the contraction of the heart is wrong. So we put a monitor on him, and sure enough, he was having these extra heartbeats coming from the bottom part of his heart. And those are called uh, ventricular contractions, premature ventricular contractions. And the thing that scared me about him is he had multiple ones in a row, and they seemed to occur during exercise. So we did something that is almost unheard of in a young high school person. We did a stress test and walked him on the treadmill and gave him this medicine that shows up on an x-ray. So it outlines where the blood is flowing and where it's not flowing in the heart, and his was abnormal. Very abnormal. Now, what's his full name? Gabriel Redmond. Redmond. R-E-D-M-O-N-D. Okay. So I did something called a CAT scan. It's called a CT angiogram. Yeah. And instead of, you know, doing the heart catheterization we do in adults, where you put a tube up the leg and snake it up under x-ray guidance into the heart. Yeah. This is where it's very unique. I mean, it's very uh, precise. Mm -hmm. And the computers, you know, take all these electrical and x-ray activities and they can create a very detailed image. And it turned out um, he had what is rare, but what we guessed at. He's got what's called an anomalous coronary artery. Now, what does that mean? Usually, the left artery comes off the left side of the heart and the right artery comes off the right side. His right artery came off the left side He was born that way Mm -hmm. and went snaking between the aorta, which is the big tube carrying blood out of the left ventricle, the red blood, and the pulmonary artery, which carries the blue blood to the lungs. And as he grew up and these things grew, these aorta, the aorta, the pulmonary artery, it squeezed the right coronary artery, almost closed. It was like a slit. So he basically had the equivalent of a cholesterol blockage, but his arteries had no cholesterol. Yeah. He needs bypass surgery, and he's going to have it pretty soon at Duke University Medical Center. Um, Carmelo Milano, who's a good friend of mine, yeah, I sent him to Carmelo, and he's getting him ready. And I, th- the great thing about this is when they do the surgery, they will put him to sleep. They'll open up his chest. They'll take the artery off the right side of the inside the chest wall called the right internal mammary, feeds the mammary mm-hmm. position, and sew so it to that right corner artery it's very close and then yeah. they'll tie off the native artery so no blood flows from the native system and he'll be fine and th- the great news is that the sternum is a bone mm-hmm. and football players break their bones all the time right and they go back sure and Gabriel will play football again really yes yes uh,
0: that was going to be my number one the, a, a no. question and, and, because and the,
1: the point is this is this surgery is so wonderful that I've got 10 patients who've had this situation, which is probably why I was thinking of it as soon as I saw him, because he had these extra heartbeats, these premature contractions from the bottom part of the heart that come when the heart's irritated from a lack of blood flow. Now, here's the kicker, okay? Everybody has insurance problems nowadays. Amen. And what some of Gabriel's friends have done in order to to cover the extra expenses that the family's going to undertake. They've set up what's called a GoFundMe page.
0: I'm on the page right now. Yeah.
1: Is that for Gabe? Yeah. Gabriel's
0: Open Heart Surgery and it's uh, GoFundMe.com of course and just search for Gabriel G-A-B-R-I-E-L Gabriel's Heart Surgery.
1: Yeah. Give a dollar. Give five dollars. I mean it's not like anybody and this is the great thing about GoFundMe. There are you know if thousands of people or a thousand people give five dollars sure that'll cover the cost of their deductible and they live in Smithfield they're gonna have to stay overnight for several nights in Durham right and this is the beauty of a community okay we are one community and if if I was told about this GoFundMe page and I said look this is my patient this is my neighbor we have to Look at a situation like, hey, if it were me yeah. and these people came out of the blue onto the internet and helped my family out, what a great thing that would be.
0: And on the page, the, <laughs> the creator of the, the page is listed there. I just want people to go to the page. Well, let me just tell you that the, the GoFundMe page has raised $549, which is a paltry sum can... Well, it's only to, been up
1: for less than a week.
0: Right. So. Compared to the $10,000 goal. So we should make it clear, you're not doing the surgery. Right. You're not benefiting right. from the fundraising of no, no, no. the 10000 No, This is 10, all going to go to Gabriel's
1: family. Right. And I think that uh, it'll make you feel good. It's Easter. Yeah. And this is a great thing. And I can't wait for him to come back yeah. to the office after the surgery's done. He'll have a big scar down the middle of his chest. And I would say within six months he can start taking hits. Really? Yes.
0: I see. I'm thinking about this, and the people who I've known with open heart surgery, maybe it's because they're older. Yeah. They they're, they, they favor themselves. You know what I mean? They they don't think oh, I. Can. He's going to have the traditional open heart, and I don't want to describe it again, yeah. but it does not involve well, moving to, some bones. You have
1: to get to the sternum, right? through the sternum. So yeah. they're going to take a bone saw.
0: Gosh. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Oh, that's okay. Ah.
1: But like a broken arm, <laughs> yeah, the sternum heals. will heal.
0: And kids heal so fast. Yeah, Much better than the yeah. rest of us. Yes.
1: So I wow. can't wait for the letter to come saying, yep. will you take responsibility if something happens to him, and my answer is yes, because I'm going to do another CT scan, yeah, like six months from now, and demonstrate that that artery is, the new artery is patent on the way, yeah, and we'll get him back on that field. Now, CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, we'll talk about that later. Okay, for you know head trauma, but I think there's a way to to prevent that in football you know, by better helmets and better technique. But anyway, I want. Gabriel to live the life that he's always wanted to live. Okay. Carmela Milano, MD, cardiac surgeon, wonderful human being, Duke University Medical Center. All right.
0: And we're going to talk about sugar and some new uh, rules uh, as far as labeling of products. We're also going to take your phone calls. Call now, 919 860 9783. This is Heart Health on News Radio 680 WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefald on News Radio 680 WPTF. And then I'll talk. News about it. Radio 680 WPTF, and this is Heart Health. Dr. Franklin Weefald, Dave Alexander playing the minor role here on our, well, we get another half hour of uh, talking about health issues. There is something coming up, Dr. Weefald, about sugar labeling. And Tufts University did a, did a research study, and apparently our you know, boxes of cereal, our food boxes, are going to get new labels. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, because gonna,
1: I've, I've always been talking about fat doesn't make you fat. It's the simple carbohydrates of which sugar is the main issue.
0: Let's pick up with Donna first. Donna, Absolutely. thank you for calling from Goldsboro. How are you doing, Donna? Hello. Hello. Hey. What can we do for you? Well, I don't have anything about sugar, but I do have a question for Dr. Wefall. Yeah. Fire away. You're on already. Yes. Okay. How can you tell whether you have a blood clot in your leg?
1: That's a good question. A lot of times, you can't. Mm. But the classic way is that the calf Mm -hmm. will become red and swollen and it'll hurt. What a blood clot in the leg is, it's the vein, well, we're talking about what we call a deep venous thrombosis. You can get a blood clot in the artery. Remember, the arteries feed blood to the muscles, so mm-hmm. that blood is flowing really quick. The way you know that's clotted is because the leg turns purple without any blood flow, and it hurts like mm-hmm. horrible. But I think what Donna's talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, is what we call a deep venous thrombosis. That's when the clot forms in one of the many veins that we have on an airplane yeah to australia right you don't get up until you start walking off the plane Mm -hmm. your legs are red and swollen and you think well i've just been sitting around right and then you start walking the clot dislodges breaks off goes up through the heart into your lung and you fall over dead I have picked up a lot of blood clots in people who don't have fiery red legs and painful legs, they're chronic, and so the legs are just slightly swollen. Some of those clots can be just as dangerous. Now, what makes us more susceptible to a clot? Obesity, Uh um, sedentary, lifestyle, where you don't get up and move around a lot, but something that people don't realize, smoking will do it, oral contraceptives will make you more susceptible. Mm -hmm. Anything that makes you clot more, Um, there are certain uh, conditions, genetic conditions uh, factor 5 Leiden deficiency there are about 150 proteins that we know about associated with clotting and if you miss one of these then you clot more and sometimes when you miss one like hemophilia you miss factor 8 you can not clot at all so Donna are your legs swollen now? yes good Have you known anybody with a blood clot? Yes. Oh. Well, I tell you, one of the things that we've done now in people who are going to take long plane rides, um, who are susceptible to clots, I'll give them a little pill, um, either Zarelto or Eliquis, to take before they get on the plane, and then the blood is just thin enough that the risk is lower.
0: Donna, do you feel anything different? About one leg versus the other?
1: Yes, the left leg is much um, uh, more swollen than the right. Is it red and And fiery, painful? But it is very tender to the touch. Okay. The easy way to find out whether you have a blood clot is through what we call ultrasound. And ultrasound is a high pitch, Mm -hmm. so high that even dogs can't hear it. But it bounces off of your tissues, and the computer can reconstruct a two- and sometimes three-dimensional image of what is underneath the skin. And so we can map the blood flow and map the artery and the veins and find out if there's a clot. It has a very distinctive look. So, Donna, you need to see your doctor Monday and get yourself an ultrasound.
0: Monday's it's a couple of days away. What can
1: she do between now and then? Well, if the leg is is really swollen, and I'm talking about maybe twice the size, and if it's really red and tender, you might want to go have it checked earlier. Okay. It's um, not red. It's not red at all. How long has it been swollen?
0: swollen?
1: How long has it been swollen, Donna? Um,
0: about a week.
1: Okay. Well, it's time to go see your doctor. I hope he's a good one.
0: Yeah, he might be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Donna, well, listen, we'll, thank you. We'll let us know. Call us back and let us know.
0: All right. Thank you. Come thank on. you, Donna. I appreciate the phone call. Telephone number 919 860 9783, third segment, fourth segment of the show. Just before the end, if we have enough time, I'll tell you the funniest blood blood clot story you'll ever hear. Well,
1: how is a blood clot funny? Oh, well, it's because that's it's, like saying a, f- a funny airplane crash.
0: No, it's it has to do with the reaction of the people in the hospital. <laughs> well, let's talk about this shorter okay. thing. There are new um, packaging label guidelines in the United States taking effect between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. And Tufts University says, you know, when they start putting on the label how much added sugar, sugar. I th- they think that a lot of health benefits will just naturally occur.
1: I think so. Um, okay. Sugar and white flour. It's mm-hmm. a simple, that's what makes you fat. Okay. Not fat. And this is something, you know. The Harvard researchers in 64 we've talked about, they were paid by the sugar industry, basically to say that fat makes you fat and fat gives you heart disease. Think about this, when we were in ancient times, there was feast and mm-hmm. there was famine. Right. So during the feasts, we had to store fuel. And so any carbohydrate that could be broken down, it's then changed into fat when we're starving in the famine, that fat is broken down into a product that will feed the sugar needs in our brain. Right. You look at the Sioux Indian tribe. They would run. They would eat buffalo. They never had potato chips until they were on the reservation. <laughs> and it's
0: sad. Okay. Nobody had. It's sad that they didn't have potato chips?
1: It's sad that they do now. Oh. Because their bodies were developed over time to store anything they can Yeah, be, and and live on meat. And so now- yeah. They have all this access to. Well, all hydrogen. of us
0: do. All yeah. of us do. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, I want to talk some more. Let's take a caller, but I do want to emphasize the no, no sugar diet.
0: David and Garner, thanks a lot for joining us. How are you doing, David? Hey, I'm fine. Look, I wanted to talk real quick. And yeah. Get no, take your about, time. Yep, take
1: your time. The first uh, segment, uh, Samuel Terry was talking about. Yeah. Yes. And I'm surprised that he didn't mention picked up this book and read it several decades ago. And then it talked about the keys K E Y E S method. Have you ever heard of it? No. I, I'm really surprised because it's been out there. It's called.
0: Well, the, I didn't go to medical teeth.
1: school, so that's not no, really. I, I, hey, listen, I didn't yeah. either. All right, but it's a baking soda and peroxide, man, for your teeth and gums. Yeah, baking soda and peroxide. It makes sense. And most hey, most dentists they won't even mention that to you. Well, I don't know why. Um, no, maybe we so should won't. maybe they we won't. should ask them. In fact, you know what I'll do. I will have Dave Alexander remind me, I'll call Macon, yeah. and then listen next week, and we will talk about baking soda and peroxide. It makes sense. Baking soda is um, a, a cleanser, and hydrogen peroxide kills bacteria. Yeah, And one of the things that, you know, the whitening stuff yeah. that you can rinse with, that's hydrogen peroxide. I didn't know that. Yes. So I, I think it's a great, a great thing. I'm going to find out the answer to your question, because I think it's a, a really good one.
0: And we should mention that if you missed that part of the program, Dr. Macon Singletary from North Raleigh Periodontics on this show, you can go to WPTF.com and download or just listen to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you, David. Skip in Raleigh, thank you for calling Heart Health on WPTF. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, you may have already done this, and if not,
1: I'm going to ask um, Dr. No, Dr. just whatever do. you want to say. Hey, how are you today?
0: I'm good. Good. So I want you to um, I want you to do a public service announcement and talk to people since tomorrow is Easter about holiday heart. Holiday heart.
1: Heart. Yeah.
0: Does it exist?
1: Let's talk about holiday heart. I see a lot of holiday heart. I see a lot. What what the term holiday heart syndrome talks about is when you've been on a bender. You know what a bender is? (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, I remember benders from from college. This is when you don't drink much. Uh, And I'm talking about alcohol. We'll go ahead and just use the nasty word there. And then you go to a party. Or you and your buddies get together and polish off a 24-pack. And the next day, you wake up sweaty, and your heart is racing, and you can't breathe because you have something called atrial fibrillation. And atrial fibrillation is when the upper chambers of the heart are irritated, Mm -hmm. and instead of the electricity, which causes the muscle to contract, instead of it flowing in a nice even pattern, it is just rippling all over the top of your heart because of the irritation of the alcohol bender. And so you go on a holiday. Now, I don't drink much. I mean, I just drink scotch. I can't drink much. I have this Chinese lack of alcohol dehydrogenase. So a little sip of beer will make me plastered. So I just don't do it. But when... You go on a bender, and the next day, you're hungover, and your body's dehydrated, and your electrolytes, potassium, magnesium, Mm -hmm. are all messed up. You're going to atrial fibrillation. Now, the good thing about this, if that's the cause of your atrial fibrillation, you just don't go on benders anymore. Yeah. But that's what the term holiday heart means.
0: And there's another part to that, Dr. Wheaton. Yes, tell me. Because we see this, um, we'll see it on Monday in the hospital All the people with congestive heart failure who are on low salt diet until mom brings out the Easter ham.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, you know, I tell my patients with heart failure, I say, biscuits, that's sodium bicarbonate. Ham. Okay? Yeah. And the reason why people don't realize that is because they don't use the shaker. Okay? That's
0: that's not a prescription. You're telling me we should go easy on those. Ah, yes. Right.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No biscuits and (laughs) cut back on the ham things have salt in them. Yes. So you don't normally put salt on a slab of ham, do you? Why? Because it's already in there. Sodium nitrate. That's how they cure a ham. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, well, I just had you know five slabs of ham. I don't know why I'm full of fluid. Yep. And of course, I try to prevent that because any of my heart failure patients, I talk about what they should and should not eat. And ham is one of them. Maybe a little tiny bit of ham. Okay. But not much more. But you're absolutely right. That's a good point. Holiday heart for the classic is a bender of alcohol, but Monday morning the uh, ham takes effect. Okay. And that's bad.
0: This is heart health. You're hearing from Dr. Franklin Weefald, and he is a cardiologist and an internal medicine specialist. And we are going to continue with the, a couple of topics we picked out. But if you want to call and ask a question, we'll slide everything we've prepared hey, it's all, to the it's side. All about,
1: all about our listeners.
0: That's right. 919 860 News Radio 680 WPTF. Now, back to heart health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-890-9783. News Radio six eighty WPTF Heart Health on the air. Doctor Franklin Weefald in studio. We're
1: talking about sugar. Sugar. Um, uh, wait, 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 did you? How old was your dad? When was he born? We when was we have, he born? We, like, pre- how old are you?
2: I'm well, can I ask? 55. 50s, fifty five. I'm 55. fifty five. So we
1: grew up in the same era. My yeah. dad loved to sing. Yeah, yeah, these old songs, you know. And I'll never forget. He used to sing this song <laughs> all the time. Sugar in the morning, sugar in the evening, sugar at supper time. Yeah, I think it was a sugar jingle. was really rare and expensive, like in the 30s and 40s, wasn't it?
0: Yes, but there's something else. We, you and I, I'm sure, grew up in households where there was a bowl of sugar. Oh, yeah. Right there. There's my a bowl kids, of sugar in
1: my household right now.
0: My kids don't know that. They don't have any concept yeah. that there would be a bowl. You know why? Why? Because everything everything that's sugar to them is loaded with sugar. Yeah.
1: Well, anyway, so sugar and yeah. white flour are yeah. broken down into a molecule, molecule called sucrose. And now we have high fructose corn syrup. Uh-huh. And sucrose is turned into fat. Not fat. but So what are the things we want to avoid? And I call this the no-no diet. So Biscuits. Yeah. pure white flour. No. Number two white bread and buns. Now, right. if this is something that's hard to understand, but a piece of white bread, you might as well take 5 teaspoons out of that sugar bowl. Yeah. Cuz that's the equivalent people don't understand. Bread is not sweet, but it's made out of white flour, and white flour is basically a simple carbohydrate, chains of sugar molecules put together equal flour, and that is turned in your stomach into intestines, simple yeah. sugar molecule. All right, the next thing is, oh, that includes pizza. So yeah. pizza is a white bread product. Pasta, now let me tell you what I had for dinner last night. What'd you have? And I'm gonna give it, Piola, you know what that is? It's a restaurant in North mm. Hills, I must eat there three, three nights a week. Best yeah. Italian place yeah. in that area. Anyway, spaghetti and meatballs, yeah. I love it. Yeah. But pasta, it's just the same thing, it's made out of white flour white potatoes, okay? It's a starchy inside. I think it's good to eat the skins because that's roughage. You know, that's a complex carbohydrate. But french fries. I mean, I love them. Yeah. God, but you can't eat them all the time. That potato is turned into sugar. And an interesting thing, you know it's good for you that will not cause your glucose to rise Please It's a sweet tell me. potato. What? A sweet potato? Yeah. yeah, because it is a complex carbohydrate that is still sweet. And so if you want to eat a potato, eat a yeah. sweet potato. Okay. Okay, white rice. Believe it or not, they they take the rice, they they grind it up, they take off the husk, and what's left inside is a simple carbohydrate that is turned into fat. Snack crackers. What's your favorite snack cracker?
0: No, well, I like the ones with peanut butter on them.
1: Okay, I like Cheez-Its. Now, that's yeah. all made yeah, from that's flour. Good. So, yeah. cut back on your snack crackers. No, yeah, you got another caller? Dave in Goldsboro. Thank Dave. you
0: very much. Dave, how are you? Hey, um, I listened to your program last week coming back from Boy Scout camp out. And hey, how was it? I, I was, well, it was wet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I used to be an but Indian look, princesses.
0: I'm,
1: yeah, yeah I'm, We when we I'm, went I'm, and over, it was raining. I'm over
0: 55. My son, my 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 daughter says, okay, Dave, you got to start watching your sugar. Yeah. So yeah. You're heading towards type 2 diabetes. Uh-oh.
1: Pre-diabetic. So
0: I've cut out donuts, honey buns, cinnamon rolls. That's good. Waffles. You know, it's like a slice of my little. You're making
1: there. me hungry.
0: Well, it, it's tough sometimes because uh, well, how are you doing? There's big fundraiser for scalp. Are you but doing good? I, uh, here's what I want to ask you though is yeah. my dad and I've heard this: vinegar eats sugar, and oh. take vinegar with your meals.
1: And vinegar mm-hmm. is good for you. Vinegar is not That's- sugar. Vinegar is something called acetic acid. So vinegar comes from um, if you let something ferment too long. So vinegar is actually good for you. And acetic acid, it's actually good for cleaning out wounds too. Yeah. Uh, if you get, if you get a, oh, a swimmer's ear, yeah. oh my gosh. Take vinegar. some vinegar, yeah. mix it with you know, like 10% uh, with, with distilled water and drop it in your ear. It'll kill that bacteria. And it's natural and it's good. So I know people who eat vinegar drink vinegar yeah and i can't tell you no because it's acetic acid so it is not a sugar and i think that uh if you want to cut back on your sugars but you want to have a little vinegar that's fine
0: dr macon singletary of north raleigh periodontics is not here right now he was here early in the show do you suppose he would be adding oh yes and you should rinse i
1: with vinegar no, you should rinse after your vinegar. Oh, I don't know. All right. Let's ask him. And you know, well, that's ask one him thing, next time he's on. One thing you're going to hear from me when I don't know. Yeah, all right. Good. There are a lot of people who want to pretend they know everything.
0: Dave, I think about know. it. Are you going to pour acid on your teeth? No, I was just going to ask There's vinegar tablets. Is that Yeah. Beneficial?
1: No, I, vinegar tablets are fine, and yeah. they make vinegar capsules, too. And I think the health benefits of vinegar are established in a certain extent if you get it from the natural nutrients that you eat, the natural foods. I don't know, and I can't tell you if vinegar supplementation that way will help you. I can tell you that in moderation, I don't think it'll hurt you. Okay. Well, thank you. And hey, great. Thank thanks you. for calling. Dave, thank you. All right. Appreciate it. He's been
0: so listening. You know, two Saturdays in a row, that's great.
1: Yeah, vinegar, yeah, you know, it's good stuff. I knew somebody once who went to the hospital for vinegar because they decided to take a swig after hearing on Dr. Oz that it was good for you. Yeah, And the shock of what it tasted like caused him to cough, and when he inhaled, he inhaled the vinegar in his lung. So don't do that at home, whatever you do.
0: Okay, do you want to hear the strange story about a heart attack that was ended in a very odd way or do yeah. you want to hear my story about I want to hear whatever you want to say. All right, let's let's, let's this is from from ABC 11. It would be hard to find anyone who likes potholes. But hitting
2: one apparently saved one Nebraska man's life. Paramedics were racing a 59-year-old to the hospital. He had a dangerous rapid heartbeat, 200 beats a minute. But when the ambulance hit a big pothole, medics say his heartbeat suddenly returned to normal. Now, doctors say this is rare, but it can happen.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Oh, Now, listen, I get it. I get it. Back on the old TV shows... Marcus Welby, they used to punch the patient okay. right in the chest. And it and works. then-
1: It works. It is. Do yeah. they still do this? Why well, don't. We don't. We don't. Yeah. Um. It, because the defibrillator is more assured of working. So you hit somebody in the sternum, it produces energy. Yeah. And so that energy is transferred below the sternum into the right side of the heart, the right ventricle. And that often- would get somebody back in rhythm. Let me tell you a story about that. It sure. was standard procedure when, especially, somebody was in ventricular fibrillation. So atrial fib—that's the top part of the heart. Yeah, it it can quiver, but you usually don't drop dead from that unless your heart, for some reason, goes too fast. Ventricular fibrillation. Yeah, that's when you can hit that chest and make it pop back. Ah, maybe one in a hundred. Yeah, maybe one in fifty. But the defibrillator, you know, where they hook you up and rub the paddles together and zap you, that yeah. works a lot. I was in the intensive care unit at Johns Hopkins. It was yeah. divided into two, CCU coronary care, ICU intensive care. There was one uh, station looking at the electrical patterns. It's called telemetry. So they yeah. could monitor it. Yeah. And there was a resident who had been up 36 hours, and he was, like, dozing off. And the woman who would see something would go, ventricular fib, CCU4. Well, he heard ICU4. Yeah. So he goes running in there, a little old lady who was in there being monitored. (laughs) And she's snoring away, and he thinks that she's, you know, gasping for breath. He doesn't look. Doesn't take her pulse, just walks in, rolls her over, and hits her as hard as he can in the chest. She lets out a blood-curdling scream and says, call the police. There's a man attacking me. And luckily, the nurse had gone into the other place and, and got that patient back together. So always check the pulse.
0: Or you pulse hit before somebody hit. in the chest. Don't hit,
1: don't hit people. In yeah. the chest. So what happened to the pothole? Yeah. yeah. They were riding along. Yeah. And I'm sure that that pothole was a big pothole. Yeah. Because you know you go down you know a foot or so and then suddenly raise back up. He was probably on the uh, gurney. Yeah. And it fell you know and then went back up and I'll bet the strap was across his chest yeah. compressed his sternum and converted him.
0: Okay. Patient uh, shout-out. You yeah, wanted to we're do we're going
1: to do this every, every uh, week. I want to shout-out Carl Weaver. Yeah. Carl's been a patient of mine for 15 years. He's had multiple heart interventions. He's got diabetes. We've got him straightened out. The most amazing thing he had, one day he told me that he had a headache and blurred vision. We got an MRI, and he had a tumor in his brain. It was made out of pure cholesterol. The only time I've ever heard of it. Carl's doing well. If you're listening, Carl, we love you. Thank you, Carl. We love Kimmy, and God bless.
0: All right. Tune in Saturday at 4 every week for Heart Health. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.